Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have a real superstar, rock star, the one and only Mr. Brad Leland on the show. You guys will not want to miss this one, so stay with us. And here we are. Let me bring Mr. Brad Leland on with us right now. Brad, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken. Hey, man. Doing, guy? Dude, I'm doing great, man. It's great to have you on here. Thank My you, goodness. buddy. Thank you. It's great to be here and to be sitting here in Pebble Beach waiting for the tournament this week. <laughs> Got the practice rounds going. And uh, I told my caddy I'd be out there in a few, but uh, yeah, I'll do the show first. <laughs> You like this? That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I was in it. I was in Dallas, Texas last night, and uh, <laughs> we were in Pebble Beach. That is so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> Brad. You know, I told you the other day. I said, I said, man, I'm blown away and honored that I'm actually on the phone with Mr. Buddy Garrity. Oh, thank you. I, I think that's where, that. Buddy, Buddy Senior, Buddy Senior. <laughs> You know, it's, it's crazy. We've been off, uh, you know, we stopped shooting nearly 11 years ago. It's hard to believe. Wow. And um, it's still, it's shown all this time. It's still, still running. Now running on Peacock, you know, NBC's Peacock. So one of the still, best still, shows lives ever. On, lives on and we, yeah. we all are so happy about it. Have been ever since we did it. Dude, it's one, it's, I, 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 it's honestly one of the best shows ever on television oh. in my opinion i love that show thank you love it thank you. it's just a a whole it's wholesome you know what i mean it's just a wholesome good show it's it's nice to have that you know yeah. and growing up i'm not exactly sure where let me get centered you're good right That's there you're perfect. um anyway uh you know growing up it was you know we had andy griffith yeah, and, uh, you know it's the closest thing I could think of, where it's a yeah. family show, but there's always some sort of little hidden message there, and yeah. a real slice of life. Although I, you know, I guess not Andy Griffith because that was a comedy. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't say Friday Night Lights is a comedy at all. Although we did have some, some funny times. There, there were some good moments in that show. So, right. so you know, I created this show about three years ago. Um, and it was, it was one of those moments where I'm like, you know, I just want to give back more to the world and help people get unstuck. And so the theme of this show is about getting unstuck and it's your life story. Why don't, why don't we start with where you were born and raised? Well, I was born in Lubbock, Texas for people who don't know. That's where, that's the home of Texas tech university, home of, uh, buddy Holly and Mac Davis and. You know, a lot of the Austin musicians, uh, the Austin sound really came, a lot of it came out of Lubbock because we had so many musicians there that uh, eventually went to Austin, sort of created that whole sound with Joe Ely and Jimmy Dale Gilmore, Butch Hancock and and the Mains brothers and all those people. And so uh, we that's where we started in Lubbock back in wow. 1954. Wow. And, uh, so 
and and is that, so is that lived there uh, most of their life my grandparents came from various places but had lived in lubbock for a long time so a lot it's, of not, it's not a very big town right i mean it's well it was 150,000 in those days back okay. in the 50s 100,000 now it's about 300 i think when school's in session because it's it's a big school i think tech now has uh 50 60,000 students wow so, so it's it's not it's not so small yeah <laughs> yeah that's and it's, it's they call it the hub of the plains because it's the it's the largest thing within 300 miles it's it's really the closest town to dallas fort worth of its of its size wow uh, just below amarillo texas okay. so so lubbock got texas tech and uh amarillo got i-40 <laughs> you know i've been uh, we were lucky I've been through Amarillo. I've never been. I, I remember seeing the Cadillac something. Cadillac or, Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yep. Yeah. 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 With all the cars sticking up out of the ground. Cadillacs. Yeah. And nowadays it's, covered in graffiti. Yeah. That's crazy. That I actually had somebody painted my name on one of those cars and videoed it and sent it to me. There you go. <laughs> and now it's probably been painted over with somebody else's name. Right, I think it changes right. every day. I don't uh, know. I haven't been there in so long. I don't know if they keep people from doing it now, or it's still free reign. I know, free, I graf free yeah. graffiti on the high plains. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so is that? So you did you? Well, I already know you didn't grow up um, your whole childhood in in Lubbock. Um, what, what? So you were born in Lubbock. How long did you stay there before you moved? Well, we were. Uh, my dad uh, is in the, was in the service. Uh, he was in the college and then at Tech and played basketball. And then uh, he joined the army, and we moved to Fukuoka, Japan, when I was wow. just a little fellow, when I was three, and uh, or three, nearly yeah, three, and lived there for a few years, and and came back uh, when I was six. And so my mom couldn't stand for, uh, my dad went over there first and my mom couldn't stand the fact that, you know, they'd only been married a short time. My <laughs> parents were 19 and 20 when I was born. So, uh, they, uh, my mom couldn't stand it. So she and I flew over to Japan and, and stayed there while my dad did his, uh, tour wow. in uh, Japan and had a lot to do with just after the Korean war. So, um, yeah. That's what happened with us. When so we how long were so how long were you in Japan? About three years. Okay. Yeah. So you were and you were ha just real young then when you. When yeah, you, you know, I I was learning English at the same time I was learning Jap Japanese because wow. I was really the only little American boy in the village, and my my little friends next door were of course Japanese uh, fellows, and um, so I was sort of learning Japanese at the same time I was learning English, and and did know how to speak, you know, as much as a five or six year old could speak uh, in those days, but of course lost it after. I'll do I have no idea how quick it took me, but there was a little song that I that I knew for years, and eventually I wrote it down. Thank goodness I wrote it down because I wouldn't be able to remember it now. But uh, right. sometimes when I'm in a sushi restaurant, I will, uh, <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> you sing it to you know if it's an older Japanese person, like somebody older than fifty. Yeah. Maybe, um, I'll sing that song, and they how how could you know that? How would you know that song? <laughs> So I still have a little fun with my Japanese, not not much. You're like I learned it when I was three and never forgot it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so, so um, I read a story 
about you and a was it a monkey in Japan? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah his name was Meepo. That, we, had, we have some home movies. You know, my dad got the cool camera, the eight millimeter camera in those days. Yeah. You know, you could buy really good equipment and really good uh, products in Japan yeah. for for a very little price. And so he got one of those cool little eight millimeter cameras. And and there's a film um, where I, I used to Miko lived in the tree in the front yard. And my mom would let me go out in the front yard and all the little Japanese villagers would, would come around our house and line the, line the fence, you know, small fence and uh, watch me in the backyard, watch the little American boy playing with his uh, pet monkey. <laughs> so you, uh, oh, now was it a, so it was a pet? Yeah, he was a pet. And, and he lived you know, in a he, tree. He didn't, he didn't run away. He, he was on a chain. Oh, okay. Uh, he wasn't a chimpanzee. And he wasn't a spider monkey. He was his. I can't even remember what kind he was. I should look that up. I don't. I don't even know what kind of monkey he was. But um, wow, we have it in our little eight millimeter home movies from 1956, 1957. Yeah. Wow. Fun, fun times. I don't remember. Of course, these are stories from my parents. But yeah. Uh, but you played with the monkey in the front yard, and the oh, all the, oh, and the little Japanese villagers would 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 stand at the fence and watch this. <laughs> I mean, first of all, they're looking at a little American boy, which they'd never seen, yeah, and and playing with the monkey. And um, you know, I, I think um, maybe that's what started me, is, you know, wanting to be a performer, wanting to entertain people, and maybe the bottom line, you know, make people laugh, and uh, yeah, because they laughed. You know, entertaining. My mom said entertaining the little Japanese villagers every day was my was my fun thing. So wow, we started. That is so cool, man. So you went, you you, uh, and you were only there. You said for a few years. Yeah, just about three years. Okay, and you came back to Lubbock. Mm -hmm. Came back to Lubbock, and um, am I saying that wrong? There, Lubbock. Stayed there for a long time. Is it? It's Lubbock. I'm saying it right, correct? Yeah, it's Lubbock. Lubbock. You know, people say Lubbock. It's not. It's B O C K. L U B B. Lubbock. Yeah. Lubbock. Yeah. Lubbock. Okay, got it. So, so you you came back to Lubbock and you you is that where you finished high? Went to high school? And no, no. Actually, um, I I went through junior high there and did all the typical things we did back in those days. It was it was really pretty much a leave it to beaver life for those of you who yeah. know what leave it to beaver was. I do. Uh, yeah. We were the same age, as a matter of fact, as the beave. And, wow. um, you know, we always thought the beave, uh, you know, if we'd have known the beave, we'd have probably made fun of him. But yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were ruthless. We were bad. And that was probably the worst one, <laughs> to tell you the truth. <laughs> what a bad bully. That was a bad kid. Yeah. Uh, Yes, somewhat. But anyway, yeah. uh, the uh, the time was fantastic because you could ride your bike everywhere, and you you know you could play all the sports in those days. So we did, you know, yeah. we could we could do pretty much everything we wanted to do. We could we could go to the sand dunes and sand surf. A lot of people hadn't heard of that, but just about what is that way in a little town called Monahans, and they had huge sand dunes there. And we would literally go there, and they had these sand surfing boards. And it was so hot, you know, you'd you'd have to wear your sneakers, and 
we called them tennis shoes. You'd wear your yeah. tennis shoes and you'd get on these boards and try not to fall because the sand was so hot. But you know, wow. it, it was just a, it was a great, great time growing up. We pretty much had it all. We had, you know, big time division one sports with Texas tech there. And, uh, yeah. so we got to, we got to do everything really. Um, people don't even realize this, you know, in those days, my dad started the, uh, t- uh cable company in Lubbock, the Lubbock TV cable in, uh, Wow. 1966, I believe, or 67. And wow. we had 25 to 30 uh, stations in the late 60s in Lubbock, Texas. So we were, wow. We were very lucky. We were blessed to have, to have it all really. We, uh, it was a test market. You know, in those days, the advertising age was beginning and Indianapolis was the Northern test market and Lubbock was the uh, Southern test market for middle America. You know, if you can get these conservative people to buy the products then they're going to sell in the big city. So lots of times wow. we got all of those cool things, uh, beetle wings yeah. and beetle yeah. wings and madras shirts. And some of you remember those things. I, I, I remember the day that MTV came out. I remember that day when it, when it was actually a decent thing to watch. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, my friends would freak because we'd brought our little bikes up to my dad's office and he gave me the key and we'd have 25 uh, televisions on with different stations, all sports, all movies, all news, all weather. Wow. And then we got the big stations out of Chicago. We got WGN and we got yeah. the big stations out of Dallas, Fort Worth and an LA station, a New York station. It was, it was really cool. Wow. Yeah. So, so that was it. So you did not go to high school there though? No, I left after ninth grade. I thought it was the end of the year, uh, world. You know, I'm leaving all my friends. I'm leaving sports. And my dad said, no, we're moving to this cool little community outside uh, Dallas, which is Plano, Texas. Okay. So they've got a great football team and ended up being that wonderful thing. You know, I moved there and he said, you know, you can, you can make this bad or you can make it good. So we went there with a positive attitude, met a whole new group of people fell in love with them, fell in love with the small city, uh, small country town hooked to hooked to the big city, you know, to Dallas, 20 miles away. So we had the best of both world. And, uh, how do you see that comment? Las Vegas to get, hi, Colleen, <laughs> are, you, are you kidding to Marsha? Uh, anyway, there was a Marsha Copenhagen. Maybe she, her name. she's from, she's from, uh, Colleen. I, I don't know her maiden name. She's a good friend of mine, but she lives down. She, I think she used to live in Lubbock and, and now she's down near, uh, I don't know, San Antonio. I think I'm not sure. Well, but. yeah, we, in college. Yeah. You went to the, we called it the strip and it was truly <laughs> a little strip of Las Vegas neon right out there in the middle of the country. With, really? Surrounded by cotton fields. And that's where you had to go buy your beer. And oh uh, so, yeah, that was there until just recently. I, I think Lubbock only, be, only became completely wet um, uh, it, it, sometime within the last decade, I believe. Um, wow. So for many years, that's just where you went. Now, you could go into to a bar or someplace and, and have a drink or a beer, but you couldn't buy a package. It, wow. Out to the strip. And now it's sad. You just go there and there's all these cool little buildings and there's no more neon. <laughs> no more it's, neon. It's a distant memory. So, so you were, so you, you ended up in, in Plano, um, for high school, but you ended up going back to college. Yes. We, yeah, we were lucky, you know, I came to Plano and we won the state championship. You know, my dad was like, this is a good football program. And then I was lucky enough to be on the state championship team. Wow. Uh, didn't get to play. I tore up my knee, so I wasn't playing, but I was on the sidelines on my crutches. 
and uh, wow. jumped pretty high. We barely won that game, but uh, then went back to uh, to Tech uh, to Lubbock, and yeah. still had a lot of friends and family there. So I chose that as my college, and and by then I was uh, you know heavily invested in theater and choir. Since I was not going to be a, an athlete, obviously, uh, yeah, not yeah. talented enough, and and really not the thing I should do. Um, I uh, I already pretty well knew that that's what I wanted to do, so I went into the theater, and I was lucky to be surrounded by great professors and a tremendous wow. class of people. I actually stayed in Lubbock for many years, even after school, and and did a lot of things there, you know, involving theater and, and television production and. Everything I could do, I got got my feet as wet as I could before I came to uh, to Dallas, to the bigger city, not the big yeah. city. John Hausman, it's a huge, yeah. Or, Dallas is huge. Yeah, it is. Dallas it's, is big. It's yeah. massive. Yeah. So, so, so you went to do most actors go to college to study theater and stuff, or? <sighs> well, I wouldn't say most, especially these days. Yeah. But in those days, it just seemed like the thing to do. And it just seemed like that most of the actors in those days that we looked up to, and, and even the film and television people, all seemed to have a background. And plus, I really didn't know that much about film or television at the time. And, and so what I loved was plays because I'd done musicals in high school. You know, I played the lead in The Music Man and I played Little Abner. And, I, you know, I did a lot of a lot of plays and, and musicals in high school and was in the choir. We performed all over the United States. and. Uh, we had a traveling uh, group from our church. And so then going into college, uh, doing plays was what, what we, we expected that we should do and, and being an actor. And I was wow. casting the first play my freshman year and, and that pretty well sealed the deal. I really loved it. And, and, and that's where, so was there, <coughs> excuse me, was there a moment where you were like, okay, I, I, I gotta be on TV. <laughs> yeah was it sure uh, yeah I, I yeah although i i thought of movies i think first because in those days you know tv was you know it, movies were the which right you, you want to be a movie actor tv actors you know we thought of course we didn't know but right. uh, don wells who was marianne on gilligan's island yep um came and spoke to us and at that time she was doing gilligan's island or wow. and uh, or it had just completed one or the other, but we knew who she was and she yeah. told us all about television and her background in theater and you guys can do it and gave us the rah-rah. And, you know, we had a couple of other people come that were big names. Like I said, John Hausman came and, wow. and told us, and he was the one that told us, you know, we were little Texas tech people out there in Lubbock. And he says, you know, it may be not such a great idea for you to go straight to New York or LA, but uh, go to a regional theater first, go to a regional area which is why a lot of us came to Dallas and went to different places like that. Wow. My wife, my wife was Nellie Forbush in high school and Velma Kelly in college. I don't even know what that means. That's somebody, <laughs> you know, though it's Walls. Uh, she, Jill Walls. That's my wife. Yeah. Oh. She's, she's watching. And she said she, she, I know she, she studied theater and stuff in, um, in, in college. So, um, but so, so you, you, went through all this in college and, and, and you obviously, did you get to like meet Don Wells? Did you get? To, oh yeah, yeah. 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 We had the little question and answer afterwards in the green yeah. room. And so wow. she met us all and she was of course, 
gorgeous and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and but yeah. we really really had a, t a serious teacher the guy who started the theater in lubbock had come out of a prisoner of war camp in world war ii a german prisoner of war camp and he was a very special man and uh wow. i don't think the man ever slept but he was my first you know real well i had a great teacher two couple of great teachers in high school uh, margaret robinson and dick winters and then and then having mr schultz ron schultz at tech was insane he was uh he was a special special man and he instilled in all of us the magic of the theater did did you that we had as well we had a lab theater too so so in in high school when you're in theater and in, in high did you get did you get picked on for being in theater or not oh, no. not no. no, no, and the, because the biggest, baddest guy that played middle line, linebacker for our football team was also in choir. <laughs> and theater. So I could easily do it. It's no problem. You know, it's like, okay, you want to say, okay, go say that to Travis. Right. Yes. <laughs> It'll whoop you. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's all. Cause I, I, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember theater in, in, in my high school for some reason. I, I don't, I don't remember it. It was probably there. I just, I, yeah i don't remember yeah. i had other things on my mind back then but but so so you so you graduated did you graduate from from texas tech yes then? i graduated from tech and okay. my degree was in acting and wow kind of directing you know i did a lot of directing and uh in those days it was it was do it all you know and I, and i think that's something maybe that the the young people should think about now because they can you know we had a little bit harder time because we certainly didn't have any you know our video cameras were bigger than the studio i'm in right now right right and, you know so you know the having the handheld that everybody has now on their phone and um you know you do it yourself and that's and that's what we we did and and starting off in a very small small pond uh producing and directing and doing just everything I could. I was making commercials and doing plays. And I was the executive director of the Lubbock theater center for a time. Wow. And um, so we, we brought some stars who had been at Texas tech and were, were current movie stars and television stars at the time back to, to help promote and do plays. And I opened up my own little uh, talent agency and got a lot of my buddies to help me do commercials and make little, films and and so um a lot of uh, on-hand experience in those days just uh trying things when we really didn't know what we were doing but we just we knew we had to learn these things and do these things so lubbock was a great place to practice that and practice it in a practical way and uh, and then when i moved to dallas it wasn't quite as daunting because i'd already experienced a, a lot of a lot of things in producing directing and and acting so but, uh, but how did you make money did, I mean, did you make money? <laughs> you, didn't. you didn't. Well, we made <laughs> a little bit. I mean, uh, we certainly didn't make much in Lubbock. You know, they paid me a, a salary to be the director of the theater oh, center. Okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, I opened well, it wasn't a, much. a little cabaret theater. I opened a, and we did uh, Godspell at uh, at the Hilton and a little created our own little theater there, and they paid yeah. us because we we sold tickets and uh, and then the first, of course, the first the first professional acting job I ever had was with a friend of mine who's in New York now. She's been an actress ever since and uh, every since ever since. Yeah. And uh, she, uh, she and I did, I do, I do, which is a two person play, a musical. Yeah. And we did it at the Hayloft dinner theater. In those days, there were a lot of dinner theaters all over the country. Yeah. And I remember my first acting paycheck, you know, when I was still in my early twenties, uh, 
I guess I was 21. It was uh, $250 a week. And wow. We that was great. Yeah. It was. Plus, we got a free dinner, you know, so that was cool. Well, back then, that's not, I mean, $250 a week back then is 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 probably like back then what what do you mean by back then hey i'm from back then too man <laughs> so you can't you're not you're not yeah. that much older than me yeah. so but back, you know i mean i remember uh, out of high school working at, at the honda factory building cars and making six hundred dollars in a week and that was 30 years ago and i was rich yeah <laughs> i mean it was a lot of money it really was you know yeah but but yeah. you know so when I say back then two fifty a week really I mean especially doing what you love to do yeah I like, mean and, and that's what we thought I mean was it hard to be in a three hundred seat uh, dinner theater and play to six people yes <laughs> and we did we had a performance and we did the show for six people wow. Um, it was a weeknight and, yeah. you know, we usually did pretty good on Thursday, Friday and Saturday, but, uh, so, so you, 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 you finally, you get out of Lubbock and you head to Dallas and that's when Hollywood called and said, get out here. We've been waiting on a guy like immediately you. the minute I moved to Dallas, that was it. I got an agent. And the next thing you know, no, it was, uh, it was a few years here in the regional area, but a lot of us were very lucky at the time. Um, to live here and go out. And in those days you didn't do an audition on tape like we do now uh, or zoom interviews yeah. or anything like that. You know, what we did was drive. So, so many times we would drive out of Dallas to new Orleans or to Denver or to Oklahoma or to, uh, you know, Louisiana, New Mexico, a lot in Santa Fe in those days. Wow. And we would drive literally drive hundreds of miles for the audition uh, wow. For a, for a small role, but it didn't matter. It was speaking role and yeah. we're, you know, we're screen actors, guild actors. So we're union jobs. So yeah. they they paid well. So we would, we would drive all the way and drive back. And sometimes they'd say, Oh, well, we need, need you for a call back tomorrow. You know, if we were smart enough <laughs> and we stayed there, if not, we drove all the way back. Oh and, my gosh. Well, there were many, many years, a, a couple of decades almost of, of driving to auditions from Dallas and, and auditions here too. We had and that here, you know, we, that sh sh show shot for a long time. And a lot of us got our start on Dallas on TV. Wow. And uh, that's where you, that was your first TV show was, that Dallas. was my first TV show was Dallas. All right. So who <laughs> shot Jr. Who shot <laughs> that was later. Don't I know. Remember. He said, I don't remember. <laughs> I, 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 remember I didn't actually watch the show. <laughs> Did I say that? I did. I watched. I watched every episode of Dallas. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so that was so that was your first. And 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 so when you when you got that call, how did that feel? Like I, I can't even imagine how it must have felt. Like it, holy crap, I'm going to to the. Yeah, it was wow. the. It was probably. <sighs> All of that time, all of those years, you know, all those years of high school and college were probably, you know, consummated in that moment. It's like, it's real now. I'm a yeah. real actor. They're going to give me real money. And I've got two lines, you know, and, right. and my, I literally was, there's a little place 
in Dallas called a hot biscuit cafe. I don't know if it's still there, but that's where they were shooting that day. And I was a truck driver at the truck stop or at the cafe. And my lines were, um, Hey, what does it take to get a cup of coffee around here? <laughs> and we did it. We went through makeup and all the works and they send you the thing and you learn your process and they take you on the set and you rehearse and then they shoot it and blah. And I was out of there by noon and I made $400. That's what the, uh, that's what the SAG scale was for yeah. a player in those days. And if you had any speaking lines at all, then you got that nice number. Yeah. And, uh, so that was the beginning. And I went, this is, I really like this because in <laughs> early eighties, $400 for, half a day's work was pretty sweet. Yeah. And especially when I look at it now and I'm still getting checks from that show. I mean, it's ridiculous. Wow. It's ridiculous. That's insane. That was in the, was that seventies then? No, that was early eighties. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So where, so is, and you stayed in, you stayed in Dallas. Like you didn't, you didn't end up moving to LA. No, I, I went out to LA for a brief time in, in the late eighties. Um, and then came back. So I've really been lucky. Uh, I've been fortunate. And really what I would say is I've been blessed. I mean, God's, yeah. God's been good to me and, and gave me yeah. a chance to, uh, to branch out from here. And I was just able to live here and, and work in Louisiana, New Mexico, like I said, go to yeah. Colorado and Oklahoma and, and even to California from here. And it was just, uh, it was a, pretty much a stroke of luck that I got to stay here and that I had, uh, great agents here and people here who helped me and my wife who has been supportive all this time, who is really the reason for me being here because she is a fantastic actress, actor. She's an actor and women are actors too. And, uh, oh, she, you're not allowed to say actress. Well, <laughs> actors better. Is it? Okay. And yeah. And so, so they, uh, the thing is, you know, she she sort of sacrificed what she had was a great career. I mean, she 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 played for a long time, you know, 15, 20 years after we got out of college. We got married in college. Yeah. And uh, and so she played and then eventually went to work in the workforce, learned a lot of computer skills and and, and really helped us through the lean times when I was out there, you know, yeah. moving and grooving. And she was going to work, doing the freeway thing. And, uh, and she's a she's very special that's awesome man that's awesome yeah y'all been married for a long time huh i think this will be 44 years next month wow congratulations dude that's that's incredible especially um like our buddy glenn morshower he's been married 42 years they just celebrated and it's like like dude as an actor yeah. <laughs> for a woman to stick by you through yeah, all that she said <laughs> obviously pretty open-minded <laughs> right yeah. yeah but i mean so because i know that there's some really really tough times that you, you you go through um to get to where you've gotten to you've you've had a great career i know that um everybody watching knows that unless they've been living under a rock um but you know you've had an amazing career in television and films and um but i know i know how that goes Cause it's like owning a business, man. There's, it's like 20 years of starvation and then finally something hits. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, That's exactly like, oh, what it was. Yeah. And you know, all the way along, 
<clears throat> excuse me, we were, we, we were lucky enough. I say we being a bunch of friends of mine who are also pursuing yeah. acting and, uh, that, you know, we had a lot of side jobs in, in the entertainment business. You know, I worked on concerts and festivals and, you know, every kind of outdoor event, indoor theater event, yeah. as a stagehand, as a, as a builder, you know, we learned all those things in college. I, I wasn't much of a technical guy, but I did it. And yeah. that supplemented while we went along, you know, learning our craft and, uh, yeah. and doing, doing what we could do to uh, break through. Did you ever do anything in New York or Broadway? Any, anything? I, no, but that's that's a future goal. I I, uh, I have done a play that traveled all over the world, and we were in the Schubert Theater in New Haven, and yeah. my wife uh, did the same play in New York. Um, we wow. didn't have to do that one in New York, but we were close. And so, yeah, one of my dreams, I think, would definitely be to do a play in New York on Broadway or off Broadway. A so, buddy of mine was uh, Phantom fan, played Phantom of the opera. He was the Phantom for wow. three years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's, he was on the show actually up to, but yeah, uh, it, it's, uh, it seems, um, it seems like uh, again, it, it's, it's no different than acting. Like it takes a lot of no's to get to a yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I was fortunate a couple of years ago to go back on stage. I had not been on stage in 15 years. Wow. <clears throat> and uh, I was called by the, uh, the, the the big theater here, the professional equity theater here in Dallas. It's been here forever. Um, built originally by Frank Lloyd Wright, the only theater he ever designed. And, wow. uh, and they've opened a new one downtown in the arts district. But they called me out of the blue and asked me if I wanted to be Scrooge in a Christmas carol. And, and, uh, tell you the truth ken it's it's probably the most it's the greatest fun and time i've ever had because it'd been so long since i'd been on stage and in front of that live audience and and this is a built-in you know it's christmas carol so everybody loves it and yeah. i get to play scrooge and boy it was i was rusty and i was surrounded by great theater actors who do it all the time so i was a bit behind but um eventually things came through and i was so scared i more scared than ever in front of a camera i think really and yeah and then you know once it got rolling we did 50 performances in 30 days so wow i lived that show for for months and um it wow. was it was the greatest christmas present i've ever been given probably wow. the best christmas present i ever got to give to my family a lot of my family had never even seen me on stage so and it's, it's a lot different come back and see me so that was really special it's it's a lot different doing something live than than like because if you screw up on on camera you just do do another take right that's correct <laughs> and, you, hope, you hope they give you another take <laughs> right. you know, just go, uh, this isn't gonna work we'll just cut it later let him out of here oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you have you had moments like that where where you you screwed up on a take and and they're like no dude we're we're done that that was the last take. Um, I don't remember if I have, but yeah. I wouldn't anyway, because I would have immediately <laughs> forgotten it, <and laughs> blanked it out right? that away. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so, so you, you, you did now, how many episodes of Dallas did you do just the one or no, I did three episodes over the years. Um, okay. Oh, a, a different character, you know, smaller roles and yeah. uh, no small actors. 
I mean, no small roles, just small actors. So yeah. We'll say, <laughs> right. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. So, so, so you, um, what, what came next? I, I know you did. Uh, did, did I read that? Oh, you did there was a really, really cool thing that happened was Silverado happened, you know, which was a huge Hollywood picture. Yeah. And we went to Santa Fe to, uh, to, uh, audition for that and wow. got that role. Um, and then got to, you know, work with Costner and, and Kevin Klein and, Scott Glenn and Jeff Goldblum and Brian Dennehy and that whole cast of characters who, you know, were already great accomplished actors, but just in the beginning of a lot of them's career, especially Costner and some of those people. And, um, and so got to work with big professionals. Lawrence Kasdan was a big time director and, uh, got, got to go to Santa Fe during Christmas, take my wife. And first time we had, had not been with our family at Christmas time, but spent wow. a snowy, gorgeous Santa Fe Christmas, uh, and worked on, uh, Silverado was like two weeks and man, that was even better than that $400 a day deal <laughs> weekly contract. I think it was like $1,800 a week, wow. which we thought that was great. Yeah. And, uh, my wife and I, we were young and in, in our late twenties and, uh, it just, uh, <laughs> We just gotten our first American Express card. And Ken, when you are 28 and you have your first American Express card, yeah. do not buy Christmas presents in Santa Fe, New Mexico for your entire family. You know, our bill was thousands. What did we do? I mean, they got nice Christmas presents, but we paid for it for a year. Uh, oh, my Lord. Yeah, yeah, and American Express likes all of it. Oh yeah. Month. <laughs> oh yeah. It was rugged, but we had a beautiful Christmas. <laughs> wow. You know, Santa Fe, I've been to Santa Fe. It's act it's one of the most amazing little towns in the entire country. Land of enchantment. It's un Have you been to the Laredo Chapel? Oh yes. And saw the freestanding Oh yes. It's incredible. Many- it really is. It's a spiritual experience. Everybody should go to Santa Fe and all the art galleries in the town square. It's it's just it's an amazing little it's, town. It's just the most peaceful, gentle. Uh, there's just a spirit there that's like yes. else. I, and I agree. Like no place. I mean, I've been to a lot of places in New Mexico, and it's similar, and that's why they call it the land of enchantment. But yeah, Santa Fe is special. Yeah, it really, it's, it's incredible. So, so you, you did Silverado. Now I know that as you start doing more and more and more, you end up, your resume grows. And, um, back then imdb.com wasn't really much of a thing. No such thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, but, but people start taking you more serious. They start looking at you more. I would imagine your, your agent now has something to, to say, hey, he yeah. did this. <laughs> it's, right? not local, it's not local commercial. It's, right. it's not theater. You know, this is an actual big time Hollywood, you know, production. Yeah. And right. so that did help having Dallas, the largest television show in the world at the time. Yeah. By far. Yeah. It, yeah. MASH was close or maybe a little bit more, but, um, yeah. and then Silverado was a huge picture. So it was really nice to have those on the resume in the beginning. No doubt. Yeah. No so then you ended up getting into some more. I know you did CSI Miami. How many episodes you do with CSI Miami? Uh, uh, 
I'm not. I don't remember for sure, Ken. I, I about six, I think. My my a few times. Brad, my company name is CSI, and oh. which stands for Client Solution Innovations. The reason I named it CSI is because of CSI Miami. Oh, really? I swear. I, a buddy awesome. and I used to watch CSI Miami after my, my divorce. We'd hang out and just watch CSI Miami because there were a lot of girls in bikinis. Yeah. <laughs> and, beautifully, and, beautifully shot. <laughs> and, and so when I started my company, I'm like, you know what? I'll just name it CSI. And, and yeah, so. And but, good uh, idea, obviously. Yeah. Did you know, I mean, they, they shot the first season or two in Miami, but after that, it was all shot in L.A. Really? Yes. For for all the last 10 years or would the show run 13 years or something? Yeah, it's ran for a long time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. L.A., I did not know that. Yes, it, it was, was always you know, in they, they could make it look like Miami, and they had all the original Miami shots. So oh yeah, I actually shot all of my stuff in L.A. Did you really? Wow. That's incredible. So you, um, you look, my buddy, Justin Benton loves your background. He says number eight approach shot at Pebble beach. Yeah. Wow. It, it is true. I, I played Pebble beach back when, before it was $600 and you had to stay in the hotel or it may be more than that. Now it's probably $700 or 800 per round. But I remember we were flabbergasted back in the eighties. Uh, I only played it one time, but it was $140 and that we thought that was insane. And now it's way it's, more. Yeah. Way. Wow. So, so the reason for it, as you can see, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. So you ended up, um, eventually, I, I don't know. I'm sure there were a lot of, of other things in between, but at some point, um, how did Friday Night Lights, which I know that's kind of where you really, um, really launched your career, um, yeah. which I know that I, I, that's maybe putting it the wrong way, but that's where you became. I mean, you're you're best known for that. I think. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, and it's never about at least for, for me, I, it wasn't really about becoming famous or wanting. Right. Right. You know, it, it was just. That I love to be an actor, and yeah, I loved that that thing about making people laugh, being in front yeah. of people, yeah. and of course making them cry, whatever it took. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Friday Night Lights was different, and the picture, you know, Peter cast me in, in the in the film, and I got a really good taste of what it's like. Um, although the role, of course, wasn't huge in the film, but it was important to be there. And then, then Peter, you know, let me, uh, let me play buddy. And, um, it grew, you know, we were on the air for five years and, and that thing, it's not fame, but what it's recognizable. And, you know, yeah. people in the industry knew who I was. I mean, we're character actors. They know those guys, those are those Texas guys, those Southern guys, those cowboy guys, those yeah. play those roles they knew who we were in the in the in the business but yeah the world finds out who you are when millions of people watch you every week yeah and of course it's been running you know ever since i mean we've been uh stopped shooting 11 years ago and we've never been off the air we've been playing somewhere and and that includes everywhere all over the whole world i've since been lucky enough to go 
lots of different places, even in Paris, France, people walk down the street and they, they say, hi, buddy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's that dude, that, that has to be insane. So when you go through an airport, do you get, do you get stopped? Oh yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Now a little less right now that I'm uh, sporting yeah. this beard and long hair, but you know what, with the nose, um, and uh, the minute I open my mouth and speak, they know immediately. So, yeah, I can't hide it, it's, yeah. it's buddy, <laughs> and I got no problem with that. It was a uh, it was a dream come true. And Amazing. at the time, you know, I got to tell you, Ken, everybody on the show, cast and crew, all feel the same way. Uh, we all know that, and we knew it when we were shooting it. I mean, in the very beginning, it was a bit tenuous, but we knew coming on that um, that we had something special. You know, we had lightning in a bottle. We really did. And even though the ratings weren't enough in the beginning to to make the show as popular as it needed to be, um, you know, we were only getting, what, 8 million people a week in those days? <laughs> now would be incredible numbers. Yeah, had, right. They wanted 13 million to keep us on, which oh, is right. why DirecTV came in. This is a story. DirecTV came in, saved the show. They split wow. the cost with NBC. So the show stayed on and we were the direct TV was the first, um, distributor to, to show original programming. And now that's all there is. I mean, look at Netflix and you know, all of the giant distributors now produce their own shows, but Netflix, Netflix was the first. And if I'm not mistaken, we were the first show. Wow. And so they saved us. And, um, now direct TV saved your show, saved our show. They did. Wow. And that was the beginning of direct TV. People didn't even really, that was in 1994. That. that wasn't even that long ago. That would have been 94, right? 94. No, that's 2000. No, it's, it's 21. Hmm. It was 2010. Wow. Yes. Holy crap. Yes. The late two thousands is when all of that happened. Jesus <clears throat> Christmas. Wow. Yeah. So, so from there, I mean, if, at, at that point, I mean, you did the show for five years. Uh, I'm sure that throughout those years, those five years, um, your recognition, I'm sure went through the, the, the roof when you're doing a show like that, are, are you able to go off and do movies also? Like, um, you can, you know, when we, you know, we had those many months when we're there and you can't yeah. do anything in that time because right. you're under contract. Right. But, uh, in those three or four months that you're not there, you can, which many of us did go and do a movie. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that can happen. Yeah. So, so what, uh, I, I want to show a clip that, um, you've got a, a movie coming out Friday. This Friday. The 12th. It's a big picture. Um, yeah. It's a small picture and it's big. It's, you know, Robin Wright. And uh, yeah, she is special. I mean, you know, I fell in love with her in Princess Bride. And then, of course, she was Jenny in, in Forrest Gump. And, uh, and then to get to work with her last year and do this picture up in Canada was very special. And she directed it, starred in it. And she picked me. So I was, uh, again... Wow blessed from canada wow well, the clear blue sky they called it was very cool and uh i i've watched 
I've watched this trailer a few times. I'd like to show it. Um, you're okay with me showing it, right? Absolutely. I all think right. you're okay showing it. It's all over everywhere. It's all over the internet. It's all yeah. over everywhere. So it's on well, she's doing interviews. I think she's even in the list for maybe being nominated for an Oscar, which wow. strangely enough, she's never been nominated. I don't think. It it looks it looks intense. The the name of the film is Land, just L A N D. Yep, yep. And I'm like, is there a subtitle or nope? It is just land. beautiful. I think that's it's why. Land. I think there's another reason too that you'll see. Yeah. Well, here, let's show the trailer real quick, and we'll come back here in a second. Check this out, you guys. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm here because I choose to be. <clears throat> Edie, how are you feeling right now? What are you feeling? That it's really difficult to be around people because they just want me to be better. So you're not able to share what you're feeling with other people? It's pretty country, ain't it? Tribal lands. It's not a good idea to be out here without a vehicle. I'll be fine. You said your family was from the city. I will teach you how to trap, how to fall, to hunt, and then you won't see me anymore. Can we agree that you not bring any news of life elsewhere? What if aliens land here? Do you have family? My wife and my daughter were killed in a car accident. You ever get lonely out here? I know I'd be more lonely there than here. My niece proved this. From my hermit friend who lives in the mountains. Wanna tell me about your family? Have you thought about what you want your life to be now? Man, that looks like a great film. I can't wait. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen I've it seen yet? What you saw just now? Wow! That's it. Wow! Yeah, that I was glad. I was glad to see I was in the uh, trailer. It means I didn't get cut out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize your voice immediately. Of oh yeah, it gives it away every time. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's in that's in it. It looks really intense. Yeah, we shot that up in uh, Calgary, Alberta, in Canada. There, near near wow. Banff, in gorgeous mountains. Yeah, Rocky Mountain. Wow. 
Yep. Wow. How long, how long were you up there? Well, I went up there for uh, about 10 days and then I came back and then I went back for about 10 more days. So two trips up there. Yeah. I love Calgary. It sort of reminded me of Fort Worth, Texas. You know, it's big, big city, but small, very, very small, big, beautiful yeah. oil, oil business, oil and gas business, a lot of ranchers, a lot of cowboys. Yeah. And uh, friendly, very friendly, youthful city. Everybody working, everybody friendly. I, I really love my time there in Calgary. So what's your, I mean, to date, what is your, what's, okay, hold it. Outside of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> yeah. What's your what's your favorite um acting role been? <sighs> I'm sitting here looking at a list of just notes I had in case you stumped me. I think you just did it. You just stumped me. I it's impossible to even start. I mean, you know, I I got some, I got a couple of actor stories. If you want to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, one of the things I could tell you that I, that I've been blessed to have worked with so many people and I could name drop pages here, which would be ridiculous. But uh, Paul Newman taught me something very, very young. One of the first pictures I did was a picture that he did with uh, when Lolita Davidovich first started. It was a picture, um, called Blaze, where he played the uh, true story of uh, Huey P. Long, who was governor of Louisiana. And Huey, Huey would come to uh, New Orleans, or he lived in New Orleans, and, and he would go to this famous strip club, and the owner of the strip club would provide him with women, this mm. governor, this very flashy governor. Wow. And he would provide him with women. And so this was my scene. I, I was the, I was the owner of this nightclub in blaze and the governor would bring me a sack of fresh vegetables from his garden. And I would turn him on to my newest girl. And so this was the scene and it was out in front of the nightclub there on bourbon street. And, um, and I'm working with Paul Newman, who, you know, was one of the biggest movie stars on the planet of all time at that, at that time. And yeah. I, you know, I was starstruck, of course, and very nervous because it was <laughs> early on in my career. And we did the scene and we did a bunch of takes and, you know, and it was just about time for, for lunch. It, it was three in the morning. We're shooting night shots, of course. And uh, so we're going to have an hour lunch, but we had to finish this scene before the sun came up at six or six thirty. Excuse me. And, um, so we did the scene and then we didn't quite get it. And I messed up my lines and so did he, and then we're going to have to shoot it after lunch. And so, um, went to lunch and I sat by myself and I worried that I wasn't perfect and I didn't get it on the first take. Right. I, you know, I can't believe I screwed up with Paul Newman and I can't believe he screwed up. And I just thought about it all during lunch and I came back from lunch and we started the scene again. And I mentioned that to him. I said, um, Mr. Newman, uh, I'm really sorry about before lunch, you know, I screwed up my lines and you, you screwed up your lines. And then we just, I, we should have got that. And we should, he said, what? And I said, well, before lunch, when we were doing it, he goes, we're doing the scene right now, Brad, you need to be thinking about right now. What are you thinking about that for? That's the director's <laughs> problem. 
And what it's so you need to be where we are right now. Let's do this. Wow. And it just, of course, it scared me to death, but it's also made me understand. And I've, I've thought about it ever since. And that's just that whole thing that we do. And that's being in the moment that's being right now. And that's what it's got to be. And it's that process too. You, you know, I always thought it was so cool when they go, Oh, that's great, Brad. You got it in the first take. I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Get it in the first take, nail it, and go on, move on. No, and that's not really what it is at all. It's the process because through the process of mistakes and trying different things and getting to the core of yeah. listening, which is what Robert Duvall told me one time. He said, actors don't listen. You sit there and you think about your lines. You're not listening. The hap Something happens when you listen to the other character. It happens yeah. right here. Yeah. And, um, wow. And then your lines are already in there. So they come out properly. So the greatest lesson probably me early in my career came from Paul Newman. So, and, and I won't wow. say that was the most fun show of all time because having worked with, it's just amazing when I look at, and I, I just wrote some notes down here and I've been very fortunate to work with tremendous people. And recently, you know, with Amy Poehler and, Julia Louis-Dreyfus on Veep and just um, incredible women, incredible leaders, um, and, and you know, and then, get, you know, with with Land, with Robin. Yeah. I mean, to, to work with these incredible actors who, and it's about the process. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So you like when you're when you're working with Paul Newman or or Kevin Costner. I mean, do you, I know, you know, just because I'm so, so tight with Glenn, I know a lot now, a whole lot more than I did know, but like, it's amazing what people actually don't know about the, the business and, and how it works. But so, you know, the team, and what we don't know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. we're in the business forever and we don't know it until now. You right. Know. Right. But like the, the camera's not always rolling. In fact, it's not rolling very much at all for like each individual actor. It's, it's their, their short little windows that you're there filming. So in, in the off time, are you like hanging out with Paul Newman and having a beer somewhere? Or? Yeah, sometimes. Really? In, in fact, a lot of the time. In fact, during that, during that show, <laughs> you know, we're outside the club. So there's a pool table in there. And of course, Paul Newman loved to play pool. Yeah. And I played a lot in those days because I'd worked in a lot of clubs and bars and shot a lot of pool. Yeah. And I can make some great shots, but I'm horrible because I miss easy shots. <laughs> and so in between <laughs> takes, we would we were in there shooting pool. And I couldn't believe he was drinking beer at work, you know, <laughs> which I can tell you right now, that's happened before. <laughs> now. Right. Baby actor wasn't drinking any beer. Right. And, uh, right. and so I was amazed that he was drinking beer, but he and I were having some pretty good games of pool and I would miss an easy shot. And he truly thought that we we're playing for a dollar, you know, a dollar a game. And he truly thought I was trying to hustle him because I would miss these easy shots because he'd see me make a really good shot. He thought, well, this guy's a good player. Well, yeah. not right. I just make some good shots. Right. But, he thought I was hustling him. The hustler <laughs> thought I was hustling him. He didn't ever believe me. He, he thought that was to the end of the night. He still thought I was hustling him. 
That is oh, hilarious. Human, I'm just that bad. It's simple. <laughs> I'm, I, I just get lucky on some of those shots. That's, That's all. right. That's wow. Right. So, yeah, you do. And, and you yeah. know, I, wow. all sorts of things. Kyle and I, Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights, of course, yeah. the coach. He and I, you know, spent lots of time together over five years and still yeah. do, still play golf. We're still buddies, as, as all of us are on Friday Night Lights. The crew and the cast and the people of Dillon, you know, which were the yeah. people of Austin. And they came back year after year, and they were that perfect backdrop because we'd see them and they were our friends. So it felt like we had this community that was Dylan. It felt wow. real in that way. Yeah. We all knew each other and everybody's careers cast and crew have, have blossomed because of that. And so there is, there is a reality that's especially on film and television that you get to be with your castmates and crew members and, and really learn about each other's families and about each other off camera absolutely amazing yeah. man yeah. any any um any big projects coming up yeah yeah you know i've got a couple i can't really talk about yeah one of them is going to shoot in iceland which has been in the works for a while wow. i can't wait to do that it's which is the reason i've got the long hair and and beard yeah. right now um been growing that for this role it's an old man up in the woods he's kind of a kind of a soothsayer, kind of a, kind of a magical old, uh, I don't know what he is. He's, uh, we'll, we'll find out, but he, but this girl throughout the picture of the lead comes to him for advice and he lives in a little place way up in the mountains by himself. And, wow. and he gives her all this sage wisdom and he's sort of a magical character in this picture. So I'm looking forward to going to Iceland, which is, a, I understand from friends that have been there, uh, is a, magical place i've and, heard that you even I have to sign that. a contract saying you won't disturb the fairies and elves <clears throat> serious really i have to sign a contract with the government of iceland for these certain these certain places where they want to shoot where you wow. can't disturb the while you know because the fairies and elves live there so that should be wow interesting and then this other picture that is pending. I, I don't know if I got it or not, but when I do, I'll certainly let you know because it'll be the biggest picture in the world next year, definitely. Wow. So that probably gives some people a hint. I hope wow. I get it. If you're watching, <laughs> wow, that's incredible, man. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So do you have like if if people wanted to follow you, is do you have a fan page on Facebook? Anything anything like that? No, I'm I, I got a Facebook, uh yeah. Brad Leland, and then I got a I got a uh, there's a Friday Night Lights page. Yeah. Um and I did have a website, but it just didn't seem like I was really utilizing it. So I'm not really I really it's sort of just sitting there now. There's not anything new on it or special. I probably should do that to get more involved in social media, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm doing a little, little I can, or I'd like to do a little bit more with social media, but sometimes yeah. I kind of wish social media would go away, especially this past year. It's like, I, I don't want, I, I'm tired of watching people hate each other. Oh man. Insane bunch of stuff in my life. It's I, I, it's, it is sad and it's, people need to get back to come on people. I mean, what is this? What what are we doing? 
Uh, it's crazy, what's, what's man. What's going on in this country? This is ridiculous. We got over this. We yeah. really did. Where they're yeah. like recreating something that, you know, we got we we went past this in the sixties. Yeah. Why is it coming back? Because everybody has a voice and everybody's looking at everybody else and thinking, oh, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> hard to find out what's true out there these days. <laughs> no. Yeah. Where's the, that fact checking? Where did you, <laughs> you checked those facts. Now, where did you check those? <laughs> right. You see CBS, CNN, Fox. Right, right. That's where you checked them. Hmm. Right. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, dude, I let's <laughs> not go there. No, we're not doing. We're not doing it. Yeah, yeah no. Okay. I, but I agree with you. Time. I, I, we're I blessed definitely. to be here, and we need to spread good, good news. That's what Amen, I. Amen, man. Wanna, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life is try to do some, some good things for people. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe get to do some of the things we did while we had Friday Night Lights going. We started a charity there uh, called Beyond the Lights, and we're able to help wow. a lot of people with spinal cord injuries, uh, not just boys in football, but girls as well. You know, we have so many spinal cord injuries and and so many injuries in the heart. I did a picture recently about a football coach who, who didn't know his, his player had a heart condition, and, and we lose so many kids every year to sports. And it's really because they just – don't have the physical, they don't get the physicals that they need where the yeah. doctors can say, look, I'm sorry, you just really can't do this. Your heart's not meant for this. And then yeah. so many other reasons, you know, and then. And that, by the way, I, I saw that. What was the name of the movie? Why can't I remember? The that? Last Whistle. Oh yeah. What yeah. a great movie, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, we great shot that movie. picture in 13 days. What? And, yeah. The whole picture in 13 days. Wow. Yeah. You was, know, before I, before knowing Glenn, I probably would have been really shocked. I think most people, I, I mean, I, well, I don't know how most people think. I know how I thought, I, I thought a movie took years to shoot. Like it, to, you know, it can. Yeah. Yeah. Kubrick would take years. Yeah. You know, other, other people have taken years and yeah, uh, I, uh, but yeah, you can, you can shoot them quickly now. That's crazy, and man. People do. There's a lot of great films that are made in a month or less. Yeah. No wow. doubt about it. Well, Brad, I I am beyond grateful that you invested so much time with us and shared your 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 story. And man, I just I love you. I think you're you're an amazing dude. And well, I love you too, Kat. Uh, Thanks for having me. And I and I, we don't have to jump off. I mean, we got all yeah. sorts of stuff we can talk about. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I yeah. talk about beyond the lights is, 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 you know, hopefully coming back. Um, but at the same time we did, um, you know, the gridiron heroes still exists and, and that's an organization where, uh, you know, they help young men who, who lose the ability to walk and have spinal cord injuries, Jeez. sports, uh, gridiron heroes is still out there. Um, the Bonacani fund, uh, Nick Bonacani, he used to play for the, for my, for Miami, his son, um, was uh, was injured and uh, it still goes on. We go to New York and do a charity every year for the uh, Bonacani Fund to cure paralysis. So, wow. uh, the, those charities that that still work with athletes, um, you know, I think people need to give some thought to those. And of course, the American yeah. Art Association, we've been helping them, and they've been helping us with with that idea that get it out to all those athletes, boys and girls who need to make sure they have a good heart check before they get into too many strenuous things. And, uh, and then another charity I, I like to mention is my friend Turk 
down in Austin has uh, the Nobility Feed the Peace Awards, uh, Feed the Peace Project, and it's been going on for many, many years. And what is that? What is that one about? He's he uh, he, he uh, has talked to a lot of Nobel Peace Prize winners, created this organization, and they have built so many schools, so many libraries in Africa, to to help people who, you know, walk miles for water every day to have schools. And now a lot of these kids who had nothing are coming to America and graduating from college. And it's a very, very special uh, organization. Wow. In Austin and, and also the dripping Springs, uh, dripping Springs veterans hall, which my friends, uh, Kyle and, and Kath uh, Chandler are building is, is very, very special. And, uh, right there outside of Austin for veterans. So those are the things I've been, you know, sort of helping with here and there where I can. And uh, I'd like to do a whole lot more of that and keep making movies. And yeah, we get there, get to New York on stage and all those cool things. Let me know how I can, if I can help promote any of those charities and especially I, I I love helping the kids, man. So, you know, I, I find it it, because that, that the movie you were just talking about that I find it interesting that there's actually kids that, that, you know, have heart conditions that are playing in sports and, and nobody even knows about it. Yeah. I mean, they don't because they don't get a physical that's, you know, inclusive enough to, to see some of those problems. That's especially yeah, that, that cardiomyopathy where yeah. it's just a little thing in your heart. And it just means that you can only exert this much. And if you ever go to that, that level, it's just quick, boom, you're out. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that needs to be learned about that. Especially I, yeah. now that we have millions of kids playing every kind of sport and man, they're good. They're, they're better and better every year, as you can see. Yeah. And it's something I really believe in too. I believe teams being a part of a team and, you know, they say, Oh, well sports, you know, it's not important. It's just as important as any other part of your education because you really learn what it's like to be on a team. Not that you can't learn that being on the chess team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the computer team, of course, same yeah. thing. It's yeah. being a part of a team and, uh, you know, you don't always win and you got to learn how to be a gracious loser and you got to learn how to be a gracious winner. And, um, so it's a team, it's a team world, you know, marriage is a team thing, you know, children, the whole bit. It's, it's not an individual sport, this life. Is it? Dude, nothing truer has been said, man. That is so true. We got to learn to work together. Yeah. And it starts with, get to with you some more too. I mean, I, I think there's a lot we can do and I, yeah. you know, I got more stories to tell you. So maybe I'll come on the Dude. Ken and Glenn show with a guy <laughs> named Scott and some actor named Brad. <laughs> you know, we I, love I, I got a lot on, of movie man. stories that I'd love to tell you. Yeah. And I, 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 Glenn and I can have a name dropping session <laughs> and we'll, We'll talk about all the, I got up this list of all these people that I've worked with. And I was like, I, I looked back at it and I went, Oh my gosh. And this one's dead. And this one's dead. And this one's dead. Wow. Really? This one's grown up and this one's grown up. When I said, look at Renee Zellweger, her first picture, J- uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, one of her first pictures, Jeez. all these people. And I just look at it and I go, Oh my gosh, I am 66. 
<laughs> you know, it's a long time. But you can you can also you can pick up the phone and call a lot of those people, and they'll take your call. Some of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, which is amazing. And I I think that you know one of the biggest biggest things for me um, is you know there's there's you there's Glenn and I know some other actors and and y'all are just down to earth like you. you you know, most of them are, I, I, you know, I don't think I've met uh, people. A lot of aspects. They, they go, well, you know, you've done all these shows, you know, uh, who, who is an ass, you know? <laughs> and I think about it and I can only think of one. And I did yeah. this TV show with him early on in Florida. And that's the only show he ever did because he was an ass and he's out of the business. Now, a lot of people are going to tell me, you just don't know. You just haven't worked with so-and-so. You don't, you don't know. Yeah. But just about everybody I've ever worked with was a really interesting and good person. Yeah. And you know, when you look at those big names and the people that are the big stars and all of that, they don't get those jobs by not being people, people. Right. And those are, people that you like and they're fun to be around and um right so but they don't, people don't understand another thing and i have just a tiny 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 sliver of of the fame that somebody like you has and but like i get inundated with inbox messages and text messages and emails and and sometimes you know, I don't get recognized walking through an airport. <laughs> well, I haven't been in an airport in a while, but, but, you know, like <clears throat> sometimes it's, you just, you don't have the bandwidth. You don't have the bandwidth. You know, somebody might go, well, you know, I saw Tom Cruise one time and he wouldn't even talk to me. <clears throat> if he talked to everybody that wants to talk to him, he'd never have a life. Yeah. You or just, get anything else done. You should have seen me trying to talk to him when we when we <laughs> did that picture here. You know, I spent three days with him, and you talk people. Oh, Tom Cruise, he's only he's only pretty. You know, back in those days, oh, he's not that great. I watched him do the same scene on Born on the Fourth of July. I saw him do the same scene, the scene at the, at the convention scene where they roll him in and, you know, and then they roll him out and there's all that big speech with, yeah. and, and we, we were secret service guys. So I was right there on his shoulder for three days and I watched him do the same lines, the same blocking Oliver Stone, changing it, blah, blah, blah for hours and hours for three days in a row. And I knew then, and he was, that was young. That was before he's even yeah. close to what he's done now. Yeah. Right. And I mean, this guy is a great actor and that's what it takes. You have to be able to do that yeah. in any weather under any circumstances, you know, yeah. you just forget all of that and immerse yourself in, in the words and, yeah. and the character comes to life. And, and, um, so yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Um, it's amazing. It is. It's amazing. It is. Uh, so, so, uh, the, so the bottom line is, you know, most of them are really nice people. Yeah, and fun to be around. Yeah. Well, I'm I am incredibly grateful to call you a friend and and My and have you on. I, I I'm going to be in Dallas in April, so hopefully oh, cool. we get to get to connect and. Oh, we and, will. Yeah, I'll, I'll beat you, I'll beat you in a game of pool. We'll to, well, yeah, yeah, you will. <laughs> 
Then we'll play ping pong and you'll beat me in that. <laughs> then we'll play golf and I will beat your butt. You you probably are going to get me on the golf course. Maybe. I did play five out of six days last week for all my friends. Wow. Who hate me and are jealous. <laughs> I, I did. I played five different golf courses last week in six days. That's the most I've played in a long time. I think it's going to hurt my back. And it didn't. I, I was okay. Wow. And my knee didn't hurt. I had nothing to complain about except yeah. the double bogeys. And, <laughs> Of course, you know, any half decent, but do you get any triple bogeys? Oh yeah. You get them. You know, I hate them. Oh, I hate doubles I... and triples are even worse. And, and um, usually pretty much these days, you know, the way we play and the guys I play with, it's, you don't write anything down worse than a triple. You know? <laughs> if you make a nine or a 10, you made an eight. <laughs> right. You, right. It's like, we stop at the snowman. Yes. <laughs> Stop right. the Once it becomes a balloon on a stick, we don't write it down. That's a nine. It's a balloon on a stick. That is that is hilarious, man. Yeah. It sounds like we play play similar games. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait to meet you in person. And and Brad, thank you so much for coming on and yeah and sharing. And and we're gonna do some more stuff together. Again, if there's anything I can do to help you or anybody any of these charities in any way, um, I love to help people promote stuff and 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 anything I can do, man. So well, yeah. Everybody go see land Friday and uh, definitely make it make it good at the box office. And I, I think it's going to be a good picture. Is it, is it only releasing in the theaters? So yeah. At the beginning, I okay. mean, I don't know how long that'll last. Yeah. Nowadays they have to go to TV pretty quick, especially when our theaters are what a third or a fourth full yeah. or open. I, mean, I don't even know. I haven't yeah. been to the theater since COVID not once. No, but are you uh, going, are you going Friday? You know, I'm going to go see this at the theater, but we do have a virtual premiere Friday. Uh, okay. Which I have no idea how that works, but it's piped into our house and yeah. uh, we're somehow involved, I guess maybe tiny little squares of faces or something. I don't know, <laughs> but virtually a premiere. You, you virtually wow. walk through your house when you pretend like it's the red carpet. Wow. I have white Please. carpet, so. <laughs> oh, man. Brad, hey, thank you so you. much, man. I appreciate you. And and you. if you'll hang on for me, just, just stay with me. I'm going to end, end the live stream, yeah. um, but I'd like to chat with you for a second after sure. this. So, so thank you so much. Everybody go follow Brad on his Facebook page and 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 I'm going to I'm going to get him to start using social media. <laughs> And uh, this is this is Red Raiders. This is Texas Tech Red Raiders. Get your guns up. Okay? We got a good basketball team, if you didn't know that. Get your guns up. Dude, I'm in Ohio. We have good everything. I know you do. <laughs> I love Cleveland this year, buddy. And, oh, this wow. all the FNL people. I'm going to say it one more time because two presidents have said it. You know, people say it every day, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. I love that, man. There you love go. It. Brad Leland, everybody, go follow him. Bye Thank bye. you, Brad. I'm going to go See play. Oh. <laughs> Get my clubs. Right.
you got to bring a cart. Right. Give me a beer while you're at it. <sighs> we'll see you guys later. Thanks so much, Brad.